Hi, I'm Alexandra. And I'm Anna, and we are the Russian Sisters. Welcome to our podcast. A show we created to talk about hard things. And also to bring some levity to your lives. Alexandra is a mom and occupational therapist. And Anna is a school counselor. And together we share our life stories. And crazy adventures. We aim to make you smile. And let you know, you're not alone. You're not alone. You are not alone. Enjoy our latest episode from The The Russian Russian Sisters. Sisters. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode. Hi, hi. It's so great to be back with you all. How are you, Alexandra? Besides the fact that you just sang five different songs that are earworms or can give earworms, I'm great. I know. It's one of those days (laughs) where Alexandra said a word and I burst into song. Like she just said her dog's name and I was like, honey, dun, 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 Yeah, like five different times I would say something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How are you? I'm great. I am really good considering that I am officially back in school. You are. How are those 20-hour days going for you? <laughs> I'm working really hard to set good boundaries. I brought my computer home for the weekend, did not open it for good school for purposes. Work. Good for you. Good yes. For you. I, that just means that I'll have a 20-hour day at some point this week because I didn't get what I needed to get done this weekend done. So it has to get done at some point, and that means it'll be a longer day. But not anytime soon because I have things to do in the afternoons every afternoon this week. Oh, okay. I'm a very busy person, you know. You are very popular. No, just busy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But it's exciting to be back in the building. The things that I was hoping that would be done, like, you know, just things moved around so I could move my furniture and set my office up, haven't been done yet. But that's okay. There's still time. I was going to ask if your garbage had been taken out. Um, I took it out. Okay. So, yes, it has since I told you it wasn't taken out. Okay. You know, if you want something done, you got to do it yourself. Apparently. Apparently at your school that is the case. Yeah, under the sea is what I was going to... Oh, my goodness. (laughs) You guys, it just doesn't stop. It's constant. No, Alexandra was like, oh, my gosh, can you stop singing? And I was like, I don't know. I just had a fizz. (laughs) (laughs) I I started to take a nap with my eyes open, and I was like, I need some energy because we're about to do a show. And so I had a fizz. Thus, we have this. Singing. That's fantastic. And I think it's good that you are heading back to work... Thank more full time. Yeah. You have I'm, a little bit of time before students are there. Yeah. Yep. We have a little bit of time before the barrage of the things. So I was thinking to myself, like, it's a really good practice to set good boundaries now mm. so they can be broken in 10 days. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then she's going to hear from me going, Anna, I don't understand. You're a projector. You should only work three hours a day. Mm-hmm. You just shitted me. I, I know. Did. I know. I did. Technically, for your energy type and for your personality, the best mm-hmm. way to work and function is to work three hours. Yeah. You choose how to do that. I'm going to figure that out someday. I'm going to be better at taking breaks for myself because that was the other thing. Remember when we had Allison from You Do Woo on the show? And um, one of the suggestions she had was just to figure out how to break up the day into smaller chunks like that so that I will have a more productive day and don't burn out so quickly. Yeah, I think that's a fantastic idea. They have these cool things on our phones these days called alarms, Hmm. and you get to set them for however many hours you want. This is a fascinating concept. Or timers. And you can say, hey, and then your alarm can also, you can type in Mm. and say, hey, this is what it means. That's an interesting idea. 
Shocking, Technology is fascinating. Right. I do have one I used with Buddy for potty training that you could borrow the stoplight oh, timer. You do. <laughs> that actually wouldn't be bad because that's probably better than my phone because sometimes when I'm with students, I'll turn it down, my phone ringer, mm. so that I wouldn't hear an alarm go off. Yeah. So I might need that visual cue. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm here for. Yeah. Thanks, OT. Yeah, you're welcome. OT Alexandra in the house. Always. His house. <laughs> His house. His house. Remember that word? Oh, remember when my we used to put goodness. izzies into words? No, it wasn't very long ago. I feel like I that was, was like, the '90s. It was probably like the Snoop era. <laughs> Wait, which is still ongoing, apparently. It is. Wait, is he Snoop? Dog, like, still dog, dog. or because he was lying for a while, and then did he go back to dog, or is he still lying? I think he's Snoop. Oh, just Snoop. D o double G. All right. Anyhow, well, that's how I'm doing. I, as you can see, I'm probably a little. The word ornery, like, is that the appropriate word? Because sometimes when I feel like I want to describe someone who's being like peculiar, or a little off, I might say ornery, but I don't know if that means, if that word means what I want it to mean. I wouldn't call you ornery right now because I feel like people- What's ornery? What's the more, definition? I'd say like if you were being combative or contrarian, I'd be like, wow, you're being a little ornery right now. Is that what ornery means? Yeah. But I would say you're just loopy. <laughs> Oh, it does mean bad-tempered. Stubborn. No, that's not what I mean by that word. No, I'd say you're loopy right now. (laughs) (laughs) Ornery sounds more sophisticated, but I'm not being bad-tempered. Yeah. Quite the opposite. How are you? That's enough about me. Let's talk about you. What do you feel about me? That's from a movie. I think we've used it before. I'm just going to wait until you decide I can be part of the conversation. If you need this episode to just be yours, go for it. I mean, you got this. It's your turn. (laughs) For right now. (laughs) to talk about me (laughs) just kidding totally just kidding she's like (laughs) winking over here like wink wink just about me (laughs) just about you I promise Mm -hmm. uh I'm doing okay I'm doing okay my manic mom day kind of extended I decided to try and take my dog out for a walk I'm not the greatest dog owner and she doesn't get out we have a decent yard that she can run around in but she just won't Mm -hmm. and so I decided to take her for a walk and it was like two o'clock And it was so hot out. I thought maybe it wouldn't be so bad, but it was hot. But yeah, we got about seven minutes in. She decided we have this open area, open space area, like in our neighborhood. And there's usually a a line where I say, if she poops toward the sidewalk at this point, I will pick it up. If she poops on the other side of that line towards where it's just overgrown, I will not pick it up. Mm -hmm. And I see this thinking about my neighbors one year went and because so many people were letting their dogs poop and not picking it up, they actually took a bucket and went and picked up the poop. They were amazing at doing that. kind of them. Yes. And so I went to pick up- Doesn't it biodegrade? Well, this is like some people will let their dogs poop on the sidewalk. I mean, it's like clearly too close to the sidewalk. Yeah, too close. Oh my goodness. She's now quoting Aladdin. Mm -hmm. So I took the dog. She poops and she just has like massive poops. She's not that big a dog, but she's got some massive poops. So I take the bag (laughs) and I go to scoop up her poop and I'm like, oh, it's so hot and frustrating and don't realize there's a hole in the bag. Oh, gross. Yeah. I like swiped my fingers right through her poop. Gross. It was so gross. And luckily they have like a little trash can at the beginning of this open space area. So I went and put it back. But oh yeah, I was like, walk is over. We're going back. I'm not doing this right now. I just can't. This is ridiculous. And so, yeah, I came home. But otherwise doing well. Still trying to work on the yard. You guys are going to be like for as many episodes as we have this, I'll be like, I'm still trying to work on the yard. Figure out my life with work. But but he's doing great. He's going back to full-time daycare soon. So that'll be nice. Yeah. 
yeah, that's about it. That's about that's about what I got. But I did say I did promise our listeners last episode that I would do a follow up about SeaWorld. Yes. Because as much as we know, we may not be the right fit for listeners. So if you're checking us out, we may not be the right fit for you. And that is OK. I guess. The fa- <laughs> <laughs> OK, I, I find no, that we that's do. Okay. We do. We're not for I everyone. Like, hello. No, we're not for everyone. I even tried I'm part of a mastermind, which is basically just an opportunity for business owners or budding entrepreneurs to come together and network and try and help each other and lift each other up with our creative ideas. What is it called? A mastermind. Okay. And there was like this whole slew of people trying to be like, check out this podcast, check out this podcast, check out this podcast. And I was like, check out this podcast. Like, cause a lot of the people do have their own podcasts. And I got like a, oh, yeah, I, I listened to an episode. <laughs> just one? And I was like, oh, okay. And then right. I had to just kind of go, it's okay. It's okay. Can you write us a review? But it's okay. We're <laughs> <laughs> not. You listened. Not. And we appreciate that. Yes. So anyway, coming back to SeaWorld, we did go to SeaWorld in San Diego. We did. We also recognized that SeaWorld is considered very controversial. Yes. Us going does not mean that Anna and I are not animal lovers. Uh, have you not heard our story about our fur babies? <laughs> Although I just said I'm not the greatest dog owner. <laughs> I promise. I love her. I love her. Dish. She just got some good rubs. It's a spectrum. <laughs> it's a spectrum. <laughs> Anywho, so I decided to do some research. I knew that there have been a couple deaths of humans that have been related to the orcas in the orca program. There's also been a controversy over the breeding program that mm-hmm. SeaWorld has done. Mm-hmm. There has been some allegations of, and I'm just saying allegations, you guys, because this is what I'm reading. From of, the Google. From the Google. I'm looking at different sites. Right. And I will say this. It is very difficult to find an article about SeaWorld that is just giving facts. Mm. That is just allowing the reader to take the facts and figure out and to say, like, this is what has been proven. This is not what has been proven. I had to basically read about 10 different articles. Some of them, they were like, pay for it. And I was like, nope, but I'm going to figure out a way to find other ways to read. Like, I was even looking at National Geographic. Obviously, PETA has a lot of stuff. Unfortunately... PETA stuff comes across so emotionally charged that it's really hard to look at the facts. And I'll get to PETA in a second. But anyway, so there's allegations of animal mistreatment. And I don't want to go into all of the negative stuff, but there is. There's quite a bit of negative stuff. And I'll say at this point what it looks like is SeaWorld has stopped their breeding program. The trainers no longer interact other than providing commands for the orcas during their show. So they're not in the pools. They are not. Well, at least during our show, they weren't in the pools. They are not in the pools. They do commands. They reward. There is some controversy over, or I won't say controversy, but a big thing for PETA is animals getting hurt. And so how it came across from PETA was that if an animal gets hurt, it's like it was intentional. And PETA's big thing is don't have any animals in captivity, period. Right. Like do not have any animals in captivity, period. Where they stand for conservation, I couldn't really find. Like, they did have some articles about conservation, and I'm sure for those of you who are, like, pro-PETA, you can send us stuff about the conservation. I didn't see a whole lot of it. It was just, like, animals shouldn't be in captivity. There should be no marine parks. There should be no aquariums. There should be nothing educational at all for any animal. So for the programs that exist that are to learn about 
Yeah. whatever species how are we supposed to learn about them we're not that has been my question so this is where I, and i want to say like i'm just providing information i'm not letting you guys know what our way like where i stand other than the question i i have because i couldn't find other articles that like there are articles that say oh sea world is bad or it'll say here's some incidents that have happened but i couldn't find like they do conservation they do rehabilitation um, that's just, I think, the focus. And I will say this. I did look up the history of SeaWorld. And the guys who started it meant it to be, yes, entertaining, but more educational. Right. But as it grew and as what happened sometimes is you start selling stuff. So when, when SeaWorld was sold and it's been sold multiple times, individuals who are coming in and buying it, which, again, you guys can be like, but that's ethically wrong. I agree. It's ethically wrong to buy something and then take it only for a profit. People are going to sell their businesses and they have to do what's right for them. And that's what I'll say. But it was sold several times to multiple people who were in it for the profit, not for the animals, mm -hmm. which I think is wrong. I will say that. I do think that's wrong. And I don't think it's okay to intentionally hurt animals. Do I think that any animal to an extent can be trained? Yes. But do I think that they necessarily need to be? No. And mm -hmm. I know I just said I wouldn't give my opinions, but I am now. Well, I appreciate them. I like hearing oh. how you feel about these things. Well, you know. So essentially when it was sold several times is when things started to get murky. Mistreatment of animals was happening. The breeding program was happening. And yes, the unethical situations were occurring. I will say one of the deaths of the trainer happened when an orca heard her calf crying. And... She was obviously in the middle of a show and not permitted. I will say. Not I Not permitted to get to her cat. Yes. Yeah. Sorry. I never. I'm. <laughs> thank you, Anna. She knows how to finish my sentences. Mm -hmm. So I will say I do not agree with that that particular orca should have been used for any shows while she had a calf. I don't mm -hmm. think that that's okay. I think they've wisened up a little bit about that. I would hope so. I yeah. would hope so. Um, but I do know that they've had to change some of their policies. Now, there is accreditation for SeaWorld. And I'm not going to even get into the controversy over that because I did not look up the specific qualifications for the accreditations. Mm. But I will say there are multiple of them. I was just going to name some of them when I can find them. And while she's doing that, I will say we talked about it while we were at SeaWorld. And first of all, you guys, I haven't been to SeaWorld in a long time. So I felt like a seven-year-old, you know, going back after so many decades and just having the wonder of everything. <laughs> Granted, whatever you feel about zoos or these kind of parks where people can go and watch these animals and watch them do shows and they do right leaps and jumps and splash people and get them wet. Um, but there are a lot of great things about learning about the animals. Like when Buddy and Alexandra went to go, they got a close-up encounter with dolphins. It wasn't just like, oh, here, kiss the dolphin. It was all the people who were doing the encounter were taught a little bit about the dolphins and mm -hmm. just about how they're built and how they do things and why they do things. So there was definitely an educational component and how to interact to with them mm -hmm. like 100 percent. like there was 
guidance and teaching about they're still animals. You have to respect them. You can't just go and touch them the way you want, which is interesting because like Anna has said before when we were in Hawaii and people were trying to go after sea turtles, like they're in their environment Mm -hmm. and people are trying to touch them. And I went over and was like, yeah, don't do that. Like they're endangered. Please don't touch them. Yeah. And so it's like very similar to that. I'll just say, so they have the Association of Zoos and Aquariums, which is like what any zoo or aquarium needs. American Humane, which is the Alliance of Marine Mammal Parks and Aquariums and International Marine Animal Trainers Association. Again, I say this and also saying I don't know how rigorous it is to get these accreditations. I did not look that up for this particular podcast because I just wanted to briefly talk about looking up these things. But the education is the part I go back to. And that's right. I'm going to talk about Goodwill Hunting. Mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. Robin Williams. Thank you. I was like, oh, my gosh, I can see his face and can't talking to Matt Damon. And he says, you can read all the books you want about the Sistine Chapel, but unless you're there, you can't smell it, feel it, and see See. it. Mm -hmm. You can't experience it. I am definitely someone who's like, an animal needs to have the appropriate space. I do Mm -hmm. know that orcas travel thousands, thousands of miles every year. Dolphins do as well. They are also some of the most playful. So there were some articles that were like, oh, if dolphins bump into each other, it's because they weren't given enough space. And it could be, I don't know the details, but I'm like, or they could have just bumped into each other because they're playful and that can happen, right? So I think what I was seeing is some of the negative articles were assuming and associating that anything that could happen to an animal was directly related to being in captivity. Well, and there's a a difference too, and maybe people who are on one side of the coin don't care, but there is a difference when these animals are bred in captivity and don't have the experience of like traveling for thousands of miles. And maybe it is innate. Maybe it would be in their nature. Like if you were actually to put them out in the wild, maybe they would, but I don't know. To some point, like this is what they know. Yes. And right. You don't know what you don't know. Right. Which is why they're stopping the breeding program Mm -hmm. so that we're taking care of that. Or at least my understanding, not we, but what my understanding is they are taking care of that. Mm -hmm. The other thing I'll say is that there is also research that shows that animals that are in captivity who are then released into the wild do not survive for very long. And so that is an issue. We did want to bring up also the curved fins. Does he have a dorsal fin? <laughs> Do you know the dolphin? Come on, keep going, I keep can't. going. No, no. Uh-huh, I haven't watched it in forever. That's Ace Ventura mm-hmm. for all of you. So the curved fin on orcas, it's often, again, associated with being in captivity. It's actually from the breakdown of the collagen within the fin, which can happen more frequently in warmer water. so And more frequently in captivity, but it can also happen in the wild. So yes. I think, like, let's not ignore that point that um, people are like, oh, they only their dorsal fin is only curved when they're in captivity. That is not the case. We so, read about it. So yeah, in it's a book. like the, they are in warmer water. <laughs> in a book. They are in warmer water when they are at marine parks like SeaWorld, which is going to increase the chances of the collagen breaking down and then getting the curved fin for the longer time that they're in there. And also it can be seen in the wild. And again, like I'm not like pro SeaWorld. I am pro the education because I think it's nice to have some hands-on experience for kids and for adults when it's done respectfully. And at the same time, like I actually went and started searching and saying like PETA and educational animal programs and I could not find anything. So if any of you know of 
PETA because they're like the biggest when it comes to they're the biggest organization Ethical treatment of animals that has gone mm-hmm. up against the world in any zoos. So if you guys do know of an alternative that PETA has offered for educational programs, then let me know. But Anna and I want to make sure also that you all know that we are not okay with people just wanting to get a profit, which means that they can mistreat animals because that's no, not, not okay. No, I'm not for the mistreatment of animals. And yeah. I guess, right, like that's a big part of the equation is people's definitions of what mistreatment is varies. Well, I mean, essentially what they were saying is for, and this is, again, something I read in an article, but I couldn't find anything. Like I'm the nerd who's like, give me the legal case mm-hmm. or give me right. the, <laughs> the actual testimony from individuals. So I couldn't find anything on this. And again, if you guys have it, I'd, I'd love to be pointed in that direction. But so one of the accusations or allegations or potentially has already been proven, I don't know, is that male dolphins were basically forced to ejaculate in order to impregnate the female dolphins. Gross. (laughs) So in order to to continue, obviously, the breeding program, which, again, to my knowledge, has ended. Well, and I feel like I know what Peter would say. Now, you did tell me that story when we were talking about this off air. But I was like, obviously, these people don't eat beef and chickens. And (laughs) that's why there are documentaries about hatcheries and then stockyards and everything so I'm like do you know where your hamburger comes from yeah okay that's all I'll well well right say like, about that I think some people and especially and we don't have to go down like the whole animal product food thing but we I think heard a story recently where someone was asked like where their beef came from and they literally like named the local grocery store <laughs> there are memes going around like why are people getting all up in arms like who cares about making laws for your beefery because I just go to King Supers and that's where I get my beef from <laughs> it's like oh my gosh you're smart yeah and actually Colorado uh, I'm gonna have to look up her name why can I not think of it but Colorado State University Help me out. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. What? Who? Ah. What are you thinking? Of? She created the whole new system for cows. And basically, like, what was happening is that, you guys, I know we did not mean to go down this no, route. No, let's go. Like, let's, at all. Let's, we're there. Let's um, go. Why can I not think of her name? But basically, it's, like, created a whole new system because cows, when they were going to the slaughterhouse, were so anxious and stressed out that they're releasing stress hormones, which mm-hmm. impacts the beef yes, and then it does. obviously then we we're have, eating it right so we this have is why we have an anxiety problem well and also gut no, issues i just i don't know that for sure yes I just temple grandin oh my gosh temple grandin and i got to hear her speak at csu which was really cool but basically she designed a different way that's why we have the corrals the way that we walk at disneyland this is why they just mm-hmm. make those lines go longer and longer and you do more switchbacks because you can't tell how far away necessarily right. you are, but you're moving. You're still moving. And so yes. she found that when cows were constantly moving, that it decreased their anxiety. So less stress hormones were being released. Again, mm. we're not saying whether we're <laughs> for eating meat or not, but it was something to talk about. So that's SeaWorld. Well, I will say I enjoyed being back at SeaWorld. I enjoyed the shows, the sea lion and otter show at the same corny jokes as they did decades ago. Probably a little updated with social media. Oh, that's the other thing that I was going to say when you were talking about accreditation. Like, however stringent the rules are, the application process is to get accredited, 
anymore. And I'm sure this happened when all those things went down with the trainers and the breeding programs. Like media is its own animal. And so you bet your bottom dollar that anytime something goes awry, everybody's going to know about it. With social media, everybody's going to know about it. Everybody's going to have an opinion. So it would behoove whatever organization to make sure they're ship shape because you know the poop can really hit the fan for you and impact who's going to be attending your park. Yeah. This thought just came to me. And again, this is not a justification, but animals in other countries may not be treated as well. Yeah, that is true. Again, not a justification, but just a thought. Doesn't make it right. Does not make it right. I am not for animal mistreatment at all. I even have problems sometimes watching planet earth when they're showing like nature run its course. And I'm like, ah, like the little baby elephant gets caught up in the sandstorm and I'm just sobbing. And it's like the beginning of the show. And I'm like, I can't do this. I can't do that. One makes me cry every time, every time. And you're like watching the circle of life and you're like, this is nature. No one's like owning this business. So I did. I I enjoyed watching Ulysses, who was like this. How old was he? Like forty something, forty two, I think. I was like, we're almost the same age. (laughs) (laughs) Ulysses. It wasn't Shamu, like when I was little, but it was Ulysses, and it was cool. I will say. I think I've said that phrase a few times. I will say about our experience that, again, it was educational. The whole show was educational, teaching about the orca, not just having them do tricks, but, you know, mm-hmm. like everyone loves like the kids who were in attendance at the show were like, we want to get wet. We want to get splashed on with this really fishy water. And I was like, I don't want to do that anymore. I remember that from days of yore and I have no interest in that. So mm-hmm. even though we were sitting in a splash zone, we did not get splashed on, which was no. fun. But we were front and center when Ulysses did come up on the platform and was waving at us and smiling at us and talking to us we were like ha 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 there's Ulysses and that's cool to see an orca you know 50 yards from you and you're like wow because the only other time I've seen an orca in real life IRL I had to pay to go to Alaska and then pay for an excursion we saw them outside of Seattle we did we saw orca yeah we saw a pod of orcas when was that (laughs) last year (laughs) last summer when we went to Seattle. <laughs> really? Yeah. Did I see them? You did. Was I with you? Yes. Is I, there a picture? <laughs> there are lots of them. Of orca. Yeah, a whole pot of orcas. So I also saw them <laughs> when I went to Seattle last summer. <laughs> but right out of the many de- right years of existence on this planet, two have been natural sightings of orca. Yeah. One of which I remember. <laughs> the other times I've seen orcas at SeaWorld. Yeah. And learned about them. And we saw a gray whale, which is pretty rare. And what's funny now that I think about it as I'm getting all nostalgic about my childhood is I remember we used to have these National Geographic books when we were little Mm -hmm. and they were hardcover books, but we had one about whales. And I remember just like I would pour over these books like crazy. I loved looking at the pictures, not so much reading about the (laughs) stuff, which is why it's nice to hear about it now that I'm 45 and I'm like, oh, that's what I was looking at. But I loved the pictures and orcas in particular, for whatever reason, I was like that white thing on the side of their face is their eye. <laughs> but it's not. It's Ulysses' not. eye was like up close and personal just yeah. a couple weeks ago. And I knew that, you guys. Like, I'm, I, I, please. Like, I, kn- I know that that white thing is not their eye, but it just looks like it from afar. In an they picture. still have those books, which is really cool because Buddy has one 
at our house that's things that go and he loves it. And there's always something different that he finds when he flips through it. And then at our parents' house, he has one on dinosaurs and he knows like all the dinosaur names. He's fascinated by it. And so I love that National Geographic does that. Have you ever thought, I'd love to have a podcast just like this one? Well, I can help. My name is Matt Kundle, and everyone at my company, the Sound Off Podcast Network, had a hand in making this show. Whether it was about the sound, the discoverability, or that you're just enjoying the show, we are all about the detail. If you think you have a podcast in you, reach out to me via email, matt at soundoff.network. Or check out the website and become one of the great podcasts we work with at soundoff.network. Also, what I think is cool is, no, I don't know why I just said that because (laughs) my brain was into the, not what I think is cool. While we were out in San Diego, it was Shark Week. And so at some point we had the shark things on whatever channel. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know how I feel about humans tagging every shark they come into (laughs) contact with, right? As we're talking about these animals in captivity. And in my brain, I'm like, in this one park, water park, like I feel like that's okay because they're trainers and they're taking care of them and they're feeding them. But why do humans have to tag every shark? And then we had that whole conversation about the educational piece and studying um, migration patterns and Well, and and I'm so pro shark. Like I I have done – plenty of dives where I've had sharks around me and they haven't done anything. And I don't like the rap that they get. I do love jaws, love the ride too, but still like it's, it's not necessarily accurate and people use that information. And I'm like, actually, if you like, I had a whole family of black tip sharks once that just swam next to me for a while. And it was the coolest thing ever. And again, please don't get up in arms. Why are you in their environment? Why are you in it's amazing. And one of the things that's first and foremost with scuba diving is, is respect for the environment that you're in. But yeah, it's really interesting to see that. And I understand the tagging thing too. I will say I was totally shocked. And this is where I go to other places may not look at animals the way we do, because years ago I traveled extensively and it was amazing. One of the places I went was Thailand and I was actually meeting in Singapore. I was meeting a group of people to travel through Southeast Asia because I did not speak any of the languages. So I did a tour specifically for English speakers and there were a couple people who joined our group and they were so excited because they had had some shark fin soup. And I was like, uh, (laughs) like literally it like took my breath away They did not understand anything about the controversy of that. They Mm. didn't understand what was happening. They didn't know. They had just heard that it was a delicate, a delicate, See delicacy. I um I got there. You almost got got to delicatessen. Well, yeah, short for deli. Remember that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And so they were like, "What should we get here in Singapore?" And that's what they got. And I think I was also like. In my, I have to educate you because I know everything. And I was like, you guys do realize that that's pretty controversial and it's not okay what happens to those sharks. But yeah, I'm very pro shark. So when people are like, oh, they're so scary. Granted, I know sometimes they, well, there are, they do they like, attack. take limbs off of people, but only it's a couple and breeds. Of usually I'm like, all right, what did the human do? Mm, right. What, what yeah. did you do? But anyway. I wanted to loop back to SeaWorld only because Mind you, when Alexandra and I were on this trip, if you remember, we went to Legoland the first day, and it was 
great in a lot of ways and not disastrous in another in other ways, but challenging at times. And so we didn't end up staying as long at Legoland as we did at SeaWorld because we kind of wisened up. We learned, I think we learned a few lessons from being out that first day. So then when we got to SeaWorld, like I said, we had learned a few lessons. And one of them was when we landed at our lunch place, there was a bar. <laughs> And we shopped at the bar. Like we patronized the bar while we were waiting for an hour for our food. God knows why it took so long. The lines weren't that crazy. It just took forever. So we're like, we're going to take the opportunity to get some beverages beverages from the bar at SeaWorld. And let me tell you, this time around, I don't know that I will do a park again without this service because it was phenomenal. Well, and not only was there a bar where you get your food, but then uncle found like a secret bar that wasn't so secret, but secret to us found another one. So it was a little easier to get through some of the lines. Yeah. And at first I was like, I'm going to take my canned, what did I have? Moscow mule. I'm going to take my canned mule to the kitty ride and watch buddy ride this ride with his uncle with my mule in hand. And it felt weird. It was so weird. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes. It was kind of hysterical. And I don't remember, and I'm just going to tell the story again. I don't remember if we said this in our last episode, but when Uncle Bob was on that particular ride and it was bouncing and he kept putting his hand in front of Buddy's face and we were like, dude, let him watch. And it was just so he wouldn't like get concuss himself. Mm -hmm. And then I had my beer on. I had her mule and we're just laughing it up. This is ridiculous. We were so much more relaxed the second day (laughs) than we were the first day. (laughs) Well, and we also learned some tips and tricks like download the app, know where all the bathrooms are, know where you're going to want to have food. Have 18 um, extra things of clothes. And I realized I don't think I've been to a park since Disneyland and that was in 2014. So... I don't know about these apps, right? Since COVID, no one prints maps. I'm like, I like to have a printed map. Having to pull out my phone, put in my little code or face, you know, do my face recognition. Yeah. The flip side of that and having beverages is just making sure that we don't get kicked out of the park. Yes. (laughs) We were not interested in getting kicked out of SeaWorld because Buddy was having such a great time. We were having such a great time. There was a beer called Cali Creamin. (laughs) Yes. And I kept reading it as, because you guys, I have talked about how bad my eyes are and I do have an eye appointment coming up. But I, when I first was like looking at what beers you have, I was like, Carl Creamin. (laughs) She's like, that's hysterical. (laughs) As we're in line, like it is literally 10 men in front of us. And she's like, Carl Creamin. (laughs) I, I kind of am. I'll have one of those, Uh please. Actually, could I have two, one for the road? (laughs) I was very intrigued by what Carl Creamin was all about. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It was pretty hysterical. (laughs) And, and then we got up closer and I was like, oh, it says Callie, (laughs) Callie Creamin. It was like a cream ale, you guys, is what it was. But you enjoyed it, yeah? The experience, yes, I enjoyed the Oh, whole I mean, experience. we were just going to go through some of the highlights. And so Carl Creamen was one of them. Yeah, and Ulysses the Orca. Yes. Um, and then getting sunburned, even though I reapplied using my 70. Anna did get a private boxing lesson while we were I waiting did. for funnel cake. I did, yes. Yeah. Um, we went on a roller coaster. We did talk about the roller coaster, yeah. We did talk about the roller coaster? Yeah. Are you sure? 
I'm pretty sure we talked about the roller how you go like up and yeah. then you have like the three rows mm-hmm. and then there's like the 14 story vertical yeah. drop 90 yes. degrees and the first rows are looking straight down. Yeah. Cause remember, and why yeah. wouldn't sit in the front row? And then you were burping it up later. Oh, <laughs> speaking of that. Yeah. So I was meeting some friends for dinner the other night and I, um, as I was driving out to meet the friends, Alexandra's like, we're, uh, we were on the phone. Obviously she wasn't with me, but we were on the phone <laughs> and she's like, where are you going tonight? And I was like, oh, we're going out for Indian food. And she was like, um, <laughs> I'm sure that's a good idea. And I was like, don't worry. I brought my Tums. <laughs> to which does. she laughed. And I was like, you guys, it's just something I have to do anymore. Always. We went to Wichita. Oh, we went to Wichita and Anna, we were having some sort of conversation and she's like, don't worry, I have my bag of Tums. Yeah. Like, what? And then someone else we know, and I won't say who was like, oh, I'm not feeling so well. I think, I don't know. I might stay and I have some indigestion. I was like, don't worry. I got Tums. And I pull out like the full package. I didn't even put them in a baggie, which is what I have now in my purse because the whole you know container was really heavy, but I had the whole container that I had just bought and not the tiny travel container. I was like, I'm going in. I'm going all in because... Yeah. You know, and that was like when we were getting ready for Sonoma and we're like texting each other about, you know, who's bringing what? Are we checking bags or not? And I was like, don't worry, I have the tums. I got the tums. Yeah. And we're covered there. Don't worry. And you laugh, but people used them. People ate them. Of course. That even happened, I feel like, recently where I was like, oh, and I was like, don't worry, I got you covered. I got you covered. Yeah. I've got the leave and the tums and readers just in case you need those. anymore i've got some chapstick she comes out suntan lotion like the first the flight for whatever reason the flight to sonoma and i was like i don't feel well and i told Anna, i said look don't say anything because she's like ready to go into mode of like do we have to change our plans and i said don't change anything i'm not feeling super great i just want to see how i sleep which i don't sleep well anyway but i was like let me see how i sleep and she literally comes into the bathroom and opens this bag and it's like a hermione bag of like cough syrup mm-hmm. and Sudafed. She's like, I have daytime NyQuil or day. Yeah. It was the Tylenol cold day and flu quil. daytime and nighttime <laughs> and, and a thermometer because she did. She did. whole package that I put together since COVID when I travel and I was traveling a lot this summer. You guys know that we were traveling a lot this summer. And so I wanted to make sure that I was prepared in case I didn't feel well somewhere. And I never sleep well that first night anywhere we go. So it could be at a person's house or a hotel or wherever. And so I usually bring something to help me sleep at nighttime. I appreciated that you had it. And I was like, this is actually a good idea. But it was just so perfect because then I think someone else had a headache and she's like, hold on. Yeah, let me get my <laughs> Zips bag it of back tricks. up and mm-hmm. yeah, got the bag of tricks out and was ready to roll. Yeah. Also, while we were in San Diego, if you listened to the last episode, you know that we went sailing and mm-hmm. Alexandra lost her phone to Nemo and Marlin. Yes. And Dory, and they're like having conference calls down there now. But when we were packing up from that trip, right, you went mm-hmm. got your phone, Aunt Laura and I clean off the boat, packed everything, da-da-da, and then we get everything into Uncle Bob's truck, and then we drive back to their house, and then we start unloading all this stuff. No, it was even before it was the, that. It was dinner. It was at dinner. It was oh at dinner. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh, you guys. So <laughs> we went to dinner before we went back to the house, and I had to pull my backpack 
back out from the truck and it was back with the stroller and all some sorts of other bags that we brought onto the boat with us. But I pull my backpack up and I notice it's a little wet and I'm like, oh, that's weird. I just thinking like we were just on the water. So it's not completely surprising, but I don't know why it would be wet. And, da, da, da. and then in like moments, I realize it smells like fish and I'm like, awesome. <laughs> awesome and it's like wet on one of the shoulder straps and I'm like it smells kind of worse than fish (laughs) and so then I'm let Alexandra and Bob and Laura know like oh it's kind of smells like fish and then they're like investigating like what the hell tipped over and it looks like well because that's what Bob was fishing with squid (laughs) little baby squids is what he was putting on his line for bait and I think that whatever they were in tipped over and somehow the water from whatever leaked into his truck and onto my backpack. And so I had to get a new backpack when I got home. Not only my backpack, the stuff that I had right on the inside when I packed, my little pillow, my little pillowcases, everything smelled like squid. And it's not like you could just wash it out Mm -hmm. and it'll go away. And we know this because it also got on a strap on Buddy's stroller. It did. And it's just the emergency strap that's below. So I haven't actually tried to smell it. I can't do the smell test. Anna can do smell tests. I can't. Yeah, no. But I was like, I wonder what's going to happen because the stroller is usually in the garage. And I'm like, I wonder if I leave it there. Is now my garage going to reek? Yeah, um, But it's interesting that Buddy never tries to play. Like if he's out of his stroller, he never tries to play with that emergency cord. But for whatever reason, after there had been squid on it, he starts playing with it. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Just leave it be. Um, mama will take care of that later. And he's looking at me. I'm like, no, because he's like trying to rub it on his face. And, and not like, on it. He's like, mm, this smells good. <laughs> like, <laughs> and we're like, <laughs> yeah, no, nope. totally. Like I was like school starting in a few days. I need a new backpack to put my stuff in because I can't, ha- I can't bring this into school smelling like, <laughs> and then what's funny is my kitchen, because I put it right in my kitchen garbage that I was going to be mm. taking out my backpack is what I put in the kitchen garbage. And then like even the next day I'd walk into my kitchen and I'd be like, what in the Sam God blessed be? I needed to take out my trash because it just smelled like squid. It smelled like I had been like working the crab pots for a little while out there on the ocean. (laughs) I am a fisher of men. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, I was like, not the kind of sea scent I was hoping for. Anywho, that's our story. We're sticking to it. Yeah. It was a good trip. I'm hoping to go back next year. Me too. So. I know I invited myself. I think we talked about that last time. I was yeah. like, thanks for inviting me along to my vacation and I'm going to come with you next year. Yeah. Because there's be still fun. so much to do. There so is. Much to see and do. There's a Sesame Street park and I think Buddy would really like <gasps> that. Know. That just opened. And I do, I do want to go back to Legoland and see now that I've been there. Again, it was Buddy's first park experience. I didn't understand... You know, I looked at stuff to say, like, here are things that you should have. And it's like a hat and water and some sunblock. But I didn't have anyone being like, download the app, know where all the bathrooms are. Here are the rides that are going to be harder to access the bathroom. This is, you know. We need to write a blog about it because you remember before we went on, I think it was this travel, um, we looked up those how to travel as a single parent. Remember we, yeah, those we talked about it. There was nothing on there, people, about downloading the app and locating the restrooms at all times and bringing like extra things of clothes. I mean, there was for the plane, but not for excursions. 
We Maybe it's because people just don't know. I know they take their kids to the parks, obviously, because we saw them. Hey, but Buddy got some uh, new jammies out of it, so it's he, good. He sure did, and they don't smell like squid. They don't. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, it's about that time, my friends, uh, that we got to wind down, wrap it up. <gasps> we have some really exciting news for you. Do we? Yes, we do. And Alexandra's a rock star. I just want you guys to know that. If you don't already know that, Alexandra is a rock star. Our website is up. Oh, it is. I did finally. Yes. Oh, Published. Boy. It's actually a live, like you can put into your search bar, therussiansisters.com. It has to be plural, therussiansisters.com. It does. Mm-hmm. And you will come to our page and yes. you can access our podcast episodes from that page. They're all there. You can even access, it's like, where, how to listen. And you can go to another platform if you wanted to listen from another platform. But please go visit us there and, and contact us. And um, yeah. as since it just launched, we ha- still have some work to do. So stay tuned as we beef it up. But we're really, really excited that that exists. We also implore you to please leave us a review. Let us know how you think we're doing. We welcome the feedback. We're not too prideful. We can take it. Well, so if I you've am. got some constructive <laughs> criticism for us, haters don't hate. But if you've got some, you know, good things, if you have some ideas or things that you, topics you think that um, you, you want us to cover, let us know. Leave some reviews. Contact us. Get in touch. Let us know if you like us. Yes. Tell some friends. What Anna said. All of it. Al just dittoed me. Ditto. I did. I did. Well, you said it so eloquently that there's no point in me trying to do what Anna said. <laughs> That's what she's been telling me my whole life. <laughs> just, can you just not do what I'm asking you to do? Don't you have to do that with your children? Like, I don't just don't ask why. Can you please just do it? You probably do that with your coworkers too. Like, I don't want to get into a whole thing about why. Although the why is important for a lot of people to know and get motivated to actually do the thing. Like we know this. I am definitely one of those people who like to know the why. And that just came up in a conversation earlier today, not so much about me, but how this information was going to be sent out. And I was like, we should probably also tell people why. And the person who was like, why? And I, why do we need to do that? And I was like, see, you're like (laughs) illustrating my example about why it's a good idea to tell people the why. But yeah, just do the do. You do you. We do woo. That's right. I have the STW joke of the day if you're ready for it. I am ready. Okay. (laughs) Here we go. Anna might need her readers. Hold on a second. Oh, snap. (laughs) I don't have them on, so I have to hold the book very far away from my face. (laughs) All right, here we go. What starts with E and ends with E and has one letter in it? E. Envelope. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Ah, you guys. I hope you got a good giggle out of that one. We love you. Take care of yourselves, and we will talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to The Russian Sisters. To connect with them, go to therussiansisters.com. Produced and distributed by the Sound Off Media Company. I'm Matt Kundle, host of the Sound Off Podcast, the show about podcast and broadcast. Since 2016, we've been speaking with amazing people who have populated your ears for decades. Legendary broadcasters, research wizards, talent experts, podcasters, voice talent, Almost 400 stories, all for free. Subscribe or follow the Sound Off Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at soundoffpodcast.com. 
Hi, I'm Mercedes Nickel, four-time Winter Olympian and host of Dropping In, a podcast with Mercedes. This is a podcast where I interview a bunch of different people. I get the good, the bad, and the ugly, as well as I share my stories along the way. Now you can drop in at droppingin.com or subscribe on Apple, Spotify, and YouTube. I'll see you soon.